This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the Hilo Sports Podcast. Uh, it's Kelsey and DJ here today. We're going to recap this week in sports. But before we get to that, if you guys missed the news, we uh, recently just joined the Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, we will be producing our first show next Thursday, October 22nd. We will be out uh, about 1 o'clock Eastern time. And um, can't wait for that one. We're doing a special episode after LeBron just won his championship. Has he moved up in the rankings as GOAT? Is he number one, number two, number three? Nowhere on the top three. Where are we going to fall? We'll see. Um, we're also going to be doing a top 10 all-time NBA players list along with that. So might be a two-part episode. We haven't really figured out how long it's going to be yet. So Depends if he has come to your senses and agree with me or not. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. But so anyways, this week in sports, um, honestly, COVID catching everybody really is is, the, is this kind of the storyline. COVID and injuries. Um, you know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, the man, the myth, the legend himself, just came down with COVID, tested positive. Dustin uh, on, Johnson in golf, yeah. too. Like. Dustin Johnson had to withdraw. Um, you know, the, the Titans finally came back, at least. So that's what they look like after 14 <laughs> days off in a free-by weekend, not practicing, quote-unquote. Yeah, Derrick Henry still looks like Derrick Henry. Maybe scarier, if possible. Rantan Hill didn't miss a beat. Everyone who said they shouldn't have paid him, eh, maybe they were wrong. Yeah, so if you guys missed it, the Titans just 
well, they, they took it to the Bills, and, you know, unfortunately for Josh Allen, didn't, yeah. It wasn't his best game. He looked a little uncomfortable throwing to everybody besides Stephon Diggs, which it's always comfortable to throw Stephon Diggs. I say throw to him every play, but, like, yeah. some of those guys, like that first pick that bounced off his receiver's hands or kind of just bounced off him in general, it's like, well, now I'm a little nervous. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Let me out to dry here. And then from there, he's just a little bit more erratic. Exactly. So, you know, it's – it kind of sucks for the Bills, but you know it's one bump in the road. Like you literally, there's at this point you got Cam Newton not exi- not playing quarterback in New England, so you don't have to really worry about New England this you know. Or Stephon Gilmore playing yeah. corner necessarily. Yeah, no Stephon Gilmore. Um, although I think they'll be back next week, so okay maybe. And the problem, Bills got a big matchup coming up with the Chiefs too. They might have been peeking ahead, like, hey Chiefs, uh, how you how you doing there? And we'll get to the Chiefs here in a second because they got they they got work this weekend. But I don't uh, know about work, but they were definitely peeking. They were they put their hands in the cookie jar and got slapped. Grandma they, came in and put the lid on that real quick. Exactly. But uh, before we get to them, the other big news out of that division with the Bills, uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's finally released. They <laughs> saved him. The hell gates have opened and he walked out. You know they talked about they talked about how he's you know he's going to be traded. You know who he's going to get traded to, where the best destinations to land for him are. Oh, and then a couple hours later, we released Le'Veon. Um, kind of a crazy, crazy thing to, to do if you're the Jets. I mean, they we talked about it before. They're just an organization in disarray. Like they're an absolute trash heap, but it insult the dumpster fires everywhere. They. Adam Gase is absolutely terrible, as recently chronicled several times every time his name comes up in conversation, basically. And Le'Veon Bell, basically, it seems like he said, trade me, release me, get rid of me, or I'm retiring, because I don't... He's kind of a diva based on his history, but in this case, it's kind of hard to blame him. I mean, like, would you rather basically die here, or would you rather go play anywhere else? You already got a decent amount of your money anyway. Yeah, I mean, you look at the look at what's happened in New York since Adam Gase took over. Sam Darnold, the hope of the future of the Jets, is decrepit and scared and adam gay screwed up so bad that that <laughs> top touted qb prospect is seeing ghosts the, the top, can't miss top, touted prospect and a, a top three all pro running back at the time is basically demanding out or going to retire and you shipped off a potential hall of fame safety in jamal adams yeah so and robbie anderson a top five leading receiver in the league right now is lighting it up in carolina a little bit south yeah. while your big one of your biggest issues is who the hell is sam throwing to exactly so you know it's it's Sit here and look at that, and you're just like, well, when is he going to get fired? Like, what, 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 what needs to happen? Just like the Bill O'Brien question, what needs to happen? JJ Watt Watt needs to jump on a plane and fly up to New Jersey and do everybody a favor (laughs) and and set up a revolt to get Adam Gase out of there. Or Mekdi Beckon's giant self needs to just be like, look, fire him, and then the Johnsons will be like, yes, just don't kill me. Yeah, like he needs to be him. It needs to be Sam Darnold. It needs to be somebody with the future in this organization that needs to step up and be like, look. We can't play with this guy as our coach because one, he's not coaching. Two, he's not leading us as a GM. Like three, like what are we doing here? Four, he's incompetent. Five, look at the field. Watch yeah. the games. Watch everything since he took over. He has no idea what he's doing. He's lost. Yeah. He's Freddie Kitchens, but for some reason keeps getting opportunities. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, but you know, they, they they mentioned this these trade destinations. One of the first teams to come up in the trade destination for Le'Veon was Pittsburgh, which. Would have been a kind of crazy turn of events considering how things ended over there. Would have been a pretty good fit when you look at the offensive line, the way they're built. I mean, they could use a skill set. He wouldn't have to be the main guy. Well, he would be the main guy, but you have James Conner that could take some carries with him. They have some uh, – McFarland is his name. I think it's Anthony McFarland or – I can't remember his first name, but he's a rookie running back. He's got he's got game. Benny Snell's still there. They got they got plenty of weapons, so it wouldn't have to be just Le'Veon, but he could still be the focal point. Yeah. Other teams, I mean – 
Indy could honestly use him. Losing Marlon Mack, you need kind of a second running back to go with Jonathan Taylor. Plus, Philip Rivers can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field without it being picked off. So, give a guy like Le'Veon Bell as your check down option, that that helps out a lot. I mean, you can split him out wide, too, if you need to, as a as a slot receiver. Or... Exactly. You could do anything with him. Buffalo, another guy to kind of, they had Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon's, but it just kind of you know, be an embarrassment of riches, honestly. It's like, hey, Josh Allen, here's another toy. Yeah, like I'd rather have a Devin Singletary and Le'Veon Bell backfield than Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon backfield. That's just due to your hatred of TJ Yeldon in Alabama. Yeah, well, I mean, also, let's be honest, Le'Veon Bell is thousand times better than TJ Yeldon. He's quite a bit better than Devin Singletary, too. But. That's true. But one's, one's younger. One's younger. One of them you like and one of them you don't. Right? Yeah, that's true. But, no, and, you know, to me, I look at this, though, and I'm like, why would you guys release him if Pittsburgh was a was an offer? Like, there's, in my eyes, I look at this, and there's two reasons why this happened. Either Pittsburgh was the offering the absolute most, and the Jets are like, okay, Le'Veon, we're going to trade you back to Pittsburgh. Uh, you cool with that? And he's like, nah, screw that, man. Trade me anywhere else. Anywhere else. And they're like, no, we're trading you to Pittsburgh. And he's like, nope, I'm retiring. I'm retiring if I go to Pittsburgh. And then they decided to release him. Or on the flip side, he wanted to go back to Pittsburgh. They weren't offering enough. And he's like, look, either trade me, release me, or retire. I'm retiring. From what it sounds like, too, is they've been trying to trade him since the last trade deadline, which they talked about, too. And it's, I guess they just maybe just conceded to feel like, look, we're not going to be able to find a trade partner with him. We're, th- we're not going to be able to get anything back for him. Might as well just let him go. Either way, they're taking the cap hit regardless. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge cap hit, too. And they knew since that it was going to be a big topic. Like, hey, you're trading Le'Veon Bell. Like, it was going to be basically looming over them until they did it. So it's like, all right, let's just peel off the Band-Aid, have a miserable 48 hours, and call it a day. Yeah. But could you imagine that reunion, man? Just like, how would, how would that first team meeting go when you have – Le'Veon Bell and Mike Tomlin in the same room, and after all the things that they said about each other, just like. I feel like it'd be both awkward. of them looking at each other like, I told you, I told you. You're right, you're right, okay. And then they just kind of move on because they sure as hell have not replaced Le'Veon's production. No. I know they're 3 0, 4 0. I know they're 4 0 right now, but they're not, they. I don't think they're like. We talked about them maybe not being the best 4 0 team necessarily, but at the same time, they have not replaced Le'Veon Bell's production or Antonio Brown's. They haven't really won since those two left. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, definitely it's been one of those cases with Pittsburgh that you're just like, well, you guys could have done better after that whole Le'Veon Bell thing. And unfortunately, they, yeah, you mentioned it. They did not replace him. They did not replace Antonio. Um, you're just kind of like, well, all right then. Wonder what's going to happen in the future here. But, um, you know, moving on, though, you got – you mentioned the Chiefs going into – or, well, at home against Vegas – was it at home against Vegas? Or yeah, it was at home because it's the first time they won in Kansas City in six years. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you know, you just hit that. Raiders beat the Chiefs, and not just beat them, but, I mean, it was pretty handy. They did the one thing you kind of have to do against the Chiefs. You kind of have to outscore them because you're not really stopping them. So, like, oh, we're probably going to give up 30 to Patty, so we'll just casually score 40. Yeah. Why not? I mean, we got Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, Tyreek Hill, mini Bees basically back and healthy, casual 45 yards of reception. <laughs> Hunter Renfro actually got one catch for 40 yards. He's averaging 40 yards a catch in a game. Darren Waller still Darren Waller. And the defense did just enough to kind of frustrate Patty. They sent absolutely no pressure whatsoever. They sat back in like eight-man zone. And, man, it was like, okay, you're going to have to beat us this way. Because if you blitz and Patty will escape the blitz and somehow whip it to Tyreek down there somewhere. Whereas when you don't blitz him you make him sit back there, he might kind of lose sight of the rush, sit back a little too long, you can get to him. Because you can't really – he's one of the guys you can't blitz him because, A, he'll get the ball quickly to a guy who runs 4-0 flat 40, or he will make your blitz miss and then do some weird Patty Mahomes crap that pisses everybody else off. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you know, it's 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 interesting to see that maybe this AFC West isn't as cut and dry as we once thought. I mean, if the yeah, Raiders, Justin Herbert too. I mean, speaking yeah. of that AFC West, you know, yeah, yeah, you got the Raiders right here now splitting, guaranteed a split in the season with the Chiefs trying to go for a sweep. You know, at, by the end of it, like, well, if they do that, that's kind of. That's intriguing. Um, say the only team that could possibly sweep the division right now, if I'm not mistaken, is the Raiders. Then, if because did the Chargers lose? In the, yeah, they lost to the Chiefs. The Broncos have lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs have lost to the Raiders, and the Raiders have not lost to any of the teams in the division, if I'm not mistaken. So, nope. the only team possible to sweep the division is the Raiders. Who would have thought that we were saying that after we have browbeat John Gruden's play calling? His play calling still could use some work. His personnel grouping still use. You threw a tight end screen to Jason Witten at one point. Yeah, let's, we still can't do that. Like, that's like, still a terrible idea. I They would probably be 4-1 if they would honestly just stick with your base personnel and just call different plays instead of being like, I want to go three wide this play, next play, I want to go four tight end. Like, yeah, you're all over the place. You, it worked this time, and you let Derek Carr air it out for a change. They didn't make him play conservative. They didn't have the quote-unquote prototypical West Coast one-two balls gone, one-two. They let him throw the ball down the field, escape, use his skill set. I, I think the Raiders are basically what we all thought in our NFL predictions video. We thought the Broncos would be. That's kind of what the Raiders are this year. Because I thought the Raiders were a year away, and this would be the year the Broncos did it. They just kind of flipped roles. The Broncos needed everybody to basically get hurt this year and then come back next year with an early draft pick, I guess. They're going to do it next year. Yeah. Where the Raiders are like, okay, we're ready. We're good now. 18 first-round picks for Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper finally paying off. Yeah, I want to go back to our, 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 our picks and just – Replace the, the everything I picked for the Broncos. I just want to replace with the Raiders. Can I just like do some flippity flops? I'll keep all the <laughs> records the same. I'll just reassign them. Yeah, because like seriously, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, you you don't predict injuries like that, not major injuries like that. Um, not the sheer amount of them. Too. Yeah, this 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 whole season has been injury prone, and unfortunately, we saw another one this weekend. Uh, Dak going down. Yeah, that was in in a brutal fashion. You know, he had surgery right after. Right after the incident, so sounds like he's out six months is what yeah, they're saying. Four too, to so six months dislocation, and so luckily it doesn't sound like com- he's not out for like two years or anything super dramatic. It's not an Alex Smith that didn't get infected on the spot, which is really really good to hear by the sounds of it. Yeah, that's it's thankful. You know, I, we we've been critical about Dak's play on the field, but I feel like it's a unanimous thing with Dak that everybody loves him off the field. I love him off the field, but on the field is where. You know, there's some questionable decisions, and honestly, it's not his fault that he got hurt. It's just the way the incident happened, and the way Logan Ryan just happened to come down on him. It just happened that way. And was it Logan Ryan? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's rough too, because the corner you're kind of just tackling. There's not a whole lot you could do with no, Dak. And, and he's Dak's running through him too. It's just one of those weird things. You ran through him so damn well, it kind of just rolls up. There's and yeah. you we talk about it, we need to see Dak running. That's when he's at his best when he's mobile, but. That's the unfortunate side that happens sometimes. Just weird stuff like that happens. That was a very routine tackle that just unfortunately took a turn for the worse. Yeah, and, and you know, good things have come out. Like, you know, you, you hear all the support come out, and Logan Ryan, actually one of the more outspoken guys about it afterwards, he literally just came out and said, like, I hope Dak makes $500 million when he comes back. And I know it's an exaggeration, you know, price-wise, but it just shows, like, everybody loves Dak as a person. And I feel like even for people that are fans of the Cowboys or who maybe question some of his stuff on the field, you have to love the guy, and you just don't want to ever see somebody go down like this. I, you know, I hate to see it in any competitor, but especially somebody like Dak who does so much off the field and has been so outspoken, like mental health issues, things like that. Like Especially, too, when all the players know they're looking at him with all the contract disputes he had to go with in the offseason, too, and he didn't get that contract. 
and then this happens and like this is the worst case scenario for all NFL players are looking like damn that could be me and yeah and he was balling this season too I mean look we all we all talk about you know his stats especially kind of empty um but, but look, statistically to, speaking, that's what gets you contracts. When it comes to getting paid, he, he was checking the boxes. It's like, but you only won eight games, but I threw for 5,000 yards. But you didn't make the playoffs, but I tossed 40 touchdowns. Yeah. Especially I, if he entered free agency, can negotiate with other team. It could be, well, that's the Cowboys. I'm not doing that here, you see. So, yeah, like, that's rough, and I really hope it all works out for him. I mean, maybe the Cowboys give him a, some, like a deal to come back of some kind. I don't know, like... I know you can't really sign to a long-term deal necessarily right now coming off of it. That's just, I don't know. I just hope it all kind of works out for him. Yeah. But thankfully, it wasn't an Alex Smith-type injury. Yeah, thankfully it wasn't like. nothing, anything that horrific. But speaking of Alex Smith. Glad to see him come back. Sorry you had to come back against the Ravens. Yeah, like the Actually, worst team to Ram, come. sorry. The yeah, Ravens. the worst incident to come back against and, and face Aaron freaking Donald. Yeah. And that freak of a man. Yeah, it was um, casual four sacks. Yeah, two of them against Alex, two were against Kyle Allen, and you're just like, dude, that Alex, you took your first hit from Aaron Donald and you survived. Like, how do you feel? Like, And it was like Aaron Donald's jumping on his back when he's getting sacked by him. But thinking, so. I thought he'd hit harder than that. That's probably what's going there is that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But, yeah, no, so, I mean, Alex Smith came back. So you see something like that, and you're like, okay, Dak, it's possible to come back. That was the feel-good moment of the year, probably so far. Seeing Alex yeah. Smith come back on the field, I've, I've said it to you. I've been an Alex Smith fan for since he came out of Utah. I love the, you know, just love the way he played and 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 mentality of the game. So it was it was great to see. Um, but yeah, there's you know, the, unfortunately, most of the, the topics for this week's of football games have just been kind of like injuries, coming back from injuries, COVID. It's been a negative Nancy season, unfortunately, and it's really hard to find a lot of positives when so much poop is happening simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's. I will say, like, we did have the one three and one Browns and the three and one Colts, and we learned that Phillip Rivers can't throw the ball beyond 10 yards, and we learned that Baker Mayfield is Lamar Jackson 2.0 against the Colts defense, and how important Darius Leonard really is, too, and Anthony Costanzo. Yeah, this is probably one of the, I mean, I'd say probably one of the more competitive games of the weekend. And and it was weirdly uncompetitive, then it was competitive. It was so- yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't what you'd expect for a, comp- like a competitive game for two three and one teams. You're just like, Wow, okay, this is really boring. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, oh okay. Hold oh, the on. Colts are just getting smacked. The injuries caught up to them. They weren't ready. Oh, wait, they're back in the game. Oh, God. Oh, wait, that's Phillip Rivers. Okay, scores nine points for the Browns and zero points for the Colts. So, <laughs> Yeah. Now, that Colts defense, I mean, look, yeah, they lost. They had a but, rough first half, but what they did in the second half, like, they clank, 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 clank. They dropped the handcuffs on the Browns offense. Yeah. They could not move the ball at all until basically to kill the clock at the very end. It's crazy. I mean, you, so they talk about being the, being the number one defense in the league, and not, you see that first half, and you're like, well, how? Okay, no, no, no. Obviously, that's a fluke. They've been outperforming. Then you see what they did in the second half. You're like, oh. They can do that. Oh, and that's without two guys that you can just 100% say would make that defense better. That's without an all-pro linebacker and a starting safety who they're going to be able without the entire season. And one, Bobby Okariku, who's playing with a broken thumb. He got surgery on on Monday, and he still caught a pick. Yeah. How do you catch a pick with with nine fingers? Well, well unless you're Odell. Yeah, I mean, I could, <laughs> Odell has some things to say about that, but yeah. How do you catch a pick with nine fingers when you're a linebacker? Yeah, and, you know, speaking of Odell, though, I mean, you got to kind of – Give that guy his plot, his applauds. You know he's been been balling. I'll say since the Cowboys game at least, but mostly most of the Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah, most of the season though. I mean he's he's looked like you would want OBJ to look in that offense. I you could tell he still kind of wishes he can get loose deep a little bit more often. The offense was 
a little more predicated towards it. But sometimes you just got to get the ball in his hands because he's electric with the ball. Like, that's why I, I Stefanski's a, kind of mentioned it was like the reverse against the Cowboys. Get him, a, get just give him the ball because he's hard to tackle one on one. Like, my goodness, he is so elusive. He's so quick. He's so explosive. Yeah. Just underneath passes, screens, like just different ways to get him loose. You just got to find ways to get him the ball. And honestly, I feel like this is the Browns team we've all been wanting to see. I've taken full credit for it again because as soon as Stefanski came in there, I called this. <laughs> I'm riding this one till the, ra- trail, till the rails fall off. Even if they don't win another game, they're already a thousand times better than they were with Fred Work Kitchens. Yeah, that's uh, – from from Freddie to, to anybody is an improvement, but from Freddie to what Stefanski's doing is like, oh, so we had had that guy, but now we got we got this guy. So you tell me I went from a veget a vegan sandwich with pickles, onions, and a bunch of other crap to Chick Fil A. Yeah, I went from Vegemite to Chick Fil A is what just happened. So yeah, yeah and, <laughs> it's a vast improvement here. I went from tofu bread to filet mignon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so. look at the Vikings without Stefanski. There, they have moments they're competitive because they have talent, but uh, you're one and four there, and you're kind of struggling in a lot of these situations where you need to call plays realistically besides just dalvin go dance adam thielen go dance yeah. justin jefferson be surprisingly good out the gate yeah you know you look at that that vikings team and you're just like what happened i think we all expected them not to be great but not like okay we i expected like an eight and eight you know like give me middle of the pack with them not they look kind of like how i thought they'd look but they're just not getting as many dubs as i thought like i figured they'd be about eight and eight and they are competing like an eight and eight type team you're just catching the l's early maybe they go on a run later like they might just be one of those teams that's really competitive but just doesn't get dubs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And then I think the only thing we didn't mention from this weekend, Dan Quinn finally, finally, At finally getting the last. And Thomas Dimitrov, too, who they had a really good early part of their run, but they just unfortunately overstayed their welcome. It's, I like Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator. I mean, someone should hire him as a defensive coordinator and let him put together a defense like some of these crappy defensive teams the Jets he could be a head coach for the Jets that's an upgrade significantly <laughs> yeah I'd go to the Giants that ah, actually Giants are okay yeah you know what there's plenty of teams that can use Dan Quinn services whether it's a coordinator or a head coach yeah I'm gonna go down the list but there's a list there's there's a list I mean Dallas could take Dan yeah, Quinn I wasn't gonna coordinator. I wasn't gonna throw it at the elephant in the room just honestly bring him in as head coach now <sighs> yeah or yeah, defensive I mean, coordinator back so what plays do you want to run Dan Quinn all right here's what we do everything Mike Nolan taught you forget it <laughs> yeah so I guess that begs the question. We got Adam Gase right now, obviously the number one person on a hot seat. Please get fired. Number just two, I'd say McCarthy. And maybe just because the whole Dallas scenario too. Like I haven't really thought too much about the hot seats, I guess, for teams. But and that's my next question. Who do you think number three is right now? Who's who's in a must win situation going into this next week? That's tough because the ones were obviously like Houston and teams like that, but they already got the axe too. So thinking through it. That's really tough because I think a lo- maybe Anthony Lynn, honestly, with the should be San Diego Chargers, that although he does have the benefit of well, I had to throw Justin Herbert in there early, but he's had a lot of like clock mismanagement, just choking away games. And I like Anthony Lynn; he's a pretty good coach. He's just not necessarily that dude. And when you have a young quarterback like Justin Herbert and a Keenan Allen and a Hunter Hunter Henry and a Mike Williams, you might almost want to bring in someone like a Sean McVay. A, quarterback centric head coach to help your young quarterback and thriving offense but and he's he's had one winning season since he's been there last year was kind of a disaster this year they're competitive but not getting w's kind of like how we predicted them we just didn't expect herbert right away i expected herbert in like two weeks yeah after tarot taylor was struggling but unfortunately 
doesn't look like that's how it's going to go. So yeah. maybe Zach Taylor. <laughs> maybe Zach Taylor on your on your Bengals too, just because he hasn't got a lot of opportunity, but he hasn't really done much. Honestly, it's like here's Joe Burrow. Don't be Chuck Pagano with the Colts and what they did to Andrew Luck. And so far, it looks like what they did to Andrew Luck so far. Yeah, he's not really getting much help from his GM either. So I mean, you, you kind of got to get some line in there to help help protect Burrow. But for me, I mean, I look at it across the board, and I'm. I don't know. There's a lot of lot of guys that you're like, okay, you you can get another year in, you know, before before you're really on the hot seat. Um, but I don't know, man. It's to me, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's even though they're in a pretty good position right now in the in the North, the Bears. I mean, if they don't, if they're not a strong playoff contender, I see Nagy being in a little bit of trouble too. But I feel like Nagy has maybe two weeks left. If he if if they can't figure out their offense in the next two weeks, then well, uh-oh. I think they're in line to finish the season regardless because he does have a playoff berth and then a non-playoff berth. He doesn't have a whole lot on his resume. And this year you're in a playoff position. So we'll see how it goes. I don't think he's in too much danger necessarily. It just kind of depends because he hasn't had a lot to work with either. I mean, you they brought you in to help Moth out, Mitch Trubisky. You helped him out for one season, but then you found out, holy cow, the limitations are strong in the second you tried to open up with him. And then this year we had to go to Nick Foles, who the Jaguars were willing to just flick away. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, I guess maybe my only other one might be Doug Peterson. But even him, they're second in the division right now. And he has a Super Bowl ring for them in recent memory. So I think he's kind of safe right now, even in spite of that. Like, you yeah. always have – and a playoff berth, two playoff berths since three, actually, yeah. So, so you know, it's one of those, like, you're like, well, is he really on the hot seat? But then you keep seeing the Eagles' performances, and you're like, oh. It's – Ugh. There's some sort of disconnect there. I, I think it's a combination of the play calling and just nobody to throw to, really. I mean, Carson's throwing to Greg Warden and another guy who had 150 yards last week. I can't even think of his name. <laughs> that's, that's exactly Julie right. Julie Ertz's husband has deteriorated badly before our eyes. He looks awful this year, honestly. And I think part of it could be the contract and maybe, I don't know what else, he just looks terrible. When I watch him, he looks slow. He doesn't look athletic. The same play he scored on in the Super Bowl. He caught the slant kind of... Jump, more or less jumped over the diving defender into the end zone. He had a similar play against Washington, but the defender touched him and he f- basically died. He's he's not quite the same. Maybe the Dallas Goddard thing is making him uncomfortable too. With Dallas. I don't know. Something's just not quite. And him, him and Wentz just don't quite have that connection they had two years ago where Ertz and him set records. Yeah, that's true. So there's just something. And the entire offensive line's on IR too. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. the Eagles really just can't catch a break. They're. Probably the most injury riddled team, along with San Francisco, and yeah, those are probably the two pinnacle of injuries. I mean, Indy's not too far behind, but theirs is not quite as bad as those ones. Those ones are across the board. Yeah, so I don't know. I just it's tough to keep looking at them and thinking they have all these guys that are there. Like on paper, if everybody's healthy, you're like, okay, this Eagles team should easily be taking this division, considering how shitty everybody else is in the division. And but, you have probably the best quarterback in the division, and for sure right now with Dak being out for the rest of the year, it's definitely the best quarterback in the division. Yeah. But it's he has the worst set of receivers in the division probably right now. Yeah, worst, definitely worst, worst healthy receivers, that's for sure. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's not really – Good luck, Carson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's good luck. Exactly. They have, what, three linemen on IR now, three starting linemen. Yeah. Because with Peters just going on. Pretty much they have Jason Kelsey and a bunch of guys they just kind of pulled from, like, invincible style. Vince Papali, go play left tackle, and then you other three guys fill in here. <laughs> exactly. So, but, I mean, I can't think of anything else from this week. Do you have anything? Pretty decent night of fights. A nice viral knockout from Joquan Bailey. Not, 
the spinning kick off a capture kick never actually seen that land in like an actual fight that was that kind of that got my attention because that was something we'd always do in the gym back in the day just kind of practicing training but never land it because you don't want to kill anybody but it's just something you'd always fun throw in practice but never actually see it land in an actual fight so that was awesome to see so that and then we got some big fights coming up too we'll talk more about coming up with justin gaethje and khabib nurga 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 Gamenov. I can't even say the Eagles' last name. Yeah, Nurga or something like that. I'm not going to try. I'm just going to call him Khabib. <laughs> yeah, it's Khabib. It's Khabib until further notice. I'm going to call him Nurmi. Yeah, and he. I mean, he's he's had some nice choice words so far for uh, Gaethje so far, and he's been pretty nice. You can tell he likes Gaethje, but same as like I still must I must smash him. Yeah, like I must send him into next year, but I'll send him into next year politely. He basically said, like, I'm going to have to take him to the deepest ocean, but I will do that, and I will drown him. Where Gaethje's like, yeah, I'm just going to hit him hard. <laughs> yeah. That, then, that'll be a fun fight. Yeah, and another that, we got NLCS action, ALCS action happening right now. Um, we'll talk more about that, you know, later. Uh, Coast wants to get the World Series, really. I mean, right now, everybody just wants the Astros to lose because it's still looking like an Astros-Dodgers series. That's uh, what we're going to end up with, but... We'll see. Um, it would be vindicating for the Astros if they could win it and just be like, hey, guess what, guys? We didn't really have to cheat. We just did for fun, so screw you guys, even with our losing record we have right now, too. Yeah, I mean, they're facing off against the Rays. Um, and then in the series, you got the Braves and the Dodgers. and uh, The Braves look good, though. I mean, they are a young team. Um, they were my dark horse, but uh, it's it's kind of hard to be like... David meet Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Ozzy... Ozzy Alves and and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. I don't know if they have enough to enough firepower in there to take out the Dodgers. Uh, All star firepower. I mean, you still have to defeat Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts, and good luck with that. Yeah, that's what. What else do you want to do? Just kind of take my firstborn child while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it, you know, it is. It's one of those things. Like we'll see uh, but hey crazier things have happened um Heck, i'm honestly surprised we got here with mlb with all the covid problems they had in the summer too and yeah we just saw the nba finals the entire bubble 170 ish games no COVIDs, even with lemon pepper lou taking a nice little stroll to magic city yet the tennessee titans can't seem to figure it out and decide to have an entire college team's worth of people test positive so exactly so yeah 172 games from the nba no corona test positive uh, Sweet Lou Will tried his best to, to disprove that, but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no, NBA absolutely just did the, the pinnacle of, of the job that they wanted to do. They did everything you could do considering the unprecedented circumstances. They were in a better position where your season was basically over already anyway, so you were able yeah. to kind of get away with that a little bit. I know you can't really do that with a full NFL season. It's a just different. And when you have so many teams playing the same, it's not quite as possible. It's just – and same with MLB, it's not quite as possible. They did what they could, but – Shout out to the NBA and shout out to MLB for getting it done recently since the Cardinals, among other teams, tried to completely shut it down over the summer. Yeah. You know, you look at the uh, the NBA, Adam Silver came out and said, yeah, he's going to give a bonus to all the uh, all the NBA people that were a part of it, that all the health officials that were a part of it that helped to keep them this in, in, in that perfect condition. Russ leaving a nice $8,000 tip to the hotel people, too. Yeah, like, these NBA players have been dropping major money on tips um, to, the, to the hotel people and, and the, the food people for – for Disney, um, you know, it's, it's it's great to see that they they agree with everything and they support it because it it got off to a quite a rough start. You know, everybody's like, "Well, God, we're in a prison, basically locked down, like four walls that are stone and no amenities. Like, what is this?" And by no amenities, you have the entire Walt Disney campus, so no amenities is a little. It's, yeah, it's I mean, not, look, yeah, we, we're talking like no amenities for billionaires. So it's it's not my house. That's my problem. I want to go out. I want to go drive my Mercedes. Yeah, my I, family's not. I think that's really what it was. Is like my family got down to it. Um, 
it was it, it was a different level of first world problems. It was like first, first, first world problems. Yeah. But once you get rolling, and then you see that championship inside, it's like okay, now the playoffs are here. Here we go. Once the playoffs start, I think everyone locked in. And I gotta say, like from a, from a competition standpoint, I think we saw some of the best basketball we've ever seen. Every series that wasn't the Lakers, because the Lakers kind of ran through everybody. But every other series, we saw some really good basketball, and that's and obviously the Lakers played great basketball. I just meant they didn't have much competition, really. Yeah, and so I guess my the question I ask is, you know, you saw some of the players come out and say like afterwards they're like, it sucked being in there. So many, like just being in there was just so mentally draining. But some of the other players were like, some it took away all my distractions. You know, it took away everything that made me distracted from the game and made me a better basketball player like where do you fall on it like what do you think no don't do it again no no go back to the normal. <laughs> once you can go back to normal this was fine this was great considering the circumstance but you you go back to normal after this that you can like i actually don't mind the whole no fans thing because i like watching the game without fans because i get to hear a lot more see a lot more and usually <laughs> fans at live games are terrible so i don't know i liked it with no fans personally but i once fan I look forward to everything being back to normal, hopefully next season, knock on wood, if not the season after that or the season after that or sometime in my lifespan. But if you were the player there, what do you think? Do you think it would have made you better or do you think think it would have been a distraction or do you think it would have made no difference? I don't think it would have made a whole lot of difference after the first maybe week or so. Once you get adjusted, it's just – at that point, it's just basketball, honestly. Like, the downtime might have been a little bit weird, but once it comes down to playing, it's once the whistle blows and the tip-off hits, it's kind of the same. Yeah. It's maybe, I mean, I don't know, I haven't been locked up in Disney World for that long, which doesn't sound that terrible, I guess. Yeah, I'd I mean, take like, it. I mean, I'd risk it. Yeah, I mean, and you're, <laughs> a, you're all multi, multi, multi-millionaires if you, you've have, you get pretty much whatever you want, honestly. I mean, like, you just can't go leave into public where you... Yeah, like, you can't go ride the rides while everybody else is there, but you can go to the special power hours. You'd be like, fine. You just can't go to Magic City and you're fine. Yeah, exactly. So... No, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that was cool. It's it's cool what it did for some of the athletes, but um, you know, really, yeah, I'm with you. Don't do it again. Unless we absolutely have to, but uh, <laughs> let's not ever absolutely have to again. Yeah, like it was cool, but it's uh, okay. We're done. No, Moving that was on. Great. Let's, next season, please be normal. <laughs> exactly. But so you know, congratulations to the Lakers and LeBron for getting that championship. Like I said, we'll be talking about him and whether or not that improves his goat, drops his goat. Goats his go does well. nothing to his go. Yeah, goats his go. Like what, what? What happens? You know, he demanded his respect after the game, so we're gonna give him his respect by giving him a whole half of an episode. <laughs> Who knows? He might appear in the other half of the episode too. Yeah, the, other he, half he, of the episode is kind of based on that too. Is where do you put him in there? If you do have him as the goat, who do you have nearby him? If you don't have him the goat, who do you have ahead of him? That exactly. So you know, we will be giving a whole rundown, um, and like I said, that will be. Our first episode on the Unhinged Sports Network next week, October 22nd. Um, and, you know, I know I'm personally excited. DJ, pumped, nervous. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Can't wait to get started on it, guys. Um, as always, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, see ya.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.